This is a Radio.com original. I didn't realize the long dust ball had to be fastened very tight. So Oops. I, I, I back out. I'm in a hurry. I get on that, the, the I-10 express, fly down to the station there. It's about a 20-minute drive. And as I'm flying, it's getting bumpy, and it's getting bumpy. And all of a sudden, I see the I, <laughs> the car dips, and I see the the, the wheel go full, roll flying off into the air. So I'm gonna, <laughs> Steer the car up there. Oh, and she first I had to bring the car to a halt, sliding off to the side. Then I'm trying to keep an eye on the tire. I don't want it to sign it go. It rolls into the other lane through the median, and there's a woman driving bounced off the front of her car. Welcome to a new Talking About Cars podcast where everybody has a car story. I'm Randy Cardoon, who once drove a gutted 64 Ford Galaxy in a figure eight race. Did you? Didn't, yes, in Carson City, Nevada, by the way, and uh-huh. lived to tell the tale. And yes, my lovely and talented co-host, Hot Rod Bob Beck, who has been at the mic for many such figure eight races. Uh, yes. Have you ever driven in one, though? Not in a figure eight. I did. I did drive in an enduro with skid plates, which you take off the rear tires and you just yeah. put on plates. And then I did a USAC dirt track race. Really? Yeah, I came in second. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not bad. Explain what USAC is for those who don't know, and I'm sure most of you do. But go ahead. Well, it, it was a sanctioning body, much like uh, NASCAR is, and they were the premier sanctioning body for racing like indianapolis 500 and dirt tracks all over the country now they've been usurped they're still around but they're not the big main uh not promoter but the sanctioning body for racing any longer Mm -hmm. so but yeah back in the back in the olden days and um uh when i got started doing uh circle track announcing Ah. they had had a uh, officials race and they put me in a car I, you know, I, I drove sports cars. I did autocrossing and a little road racing, but never had driven on dirt, especially uh-huh. with a car with a V8. I was running four-cylinder cars. So this was this was kind of fun. It, it was interesting. Getting sideways was, was cool. Yeah, yeah. And I'll talk a little bit about my experience when we bring on our guests, but I, I it is certainly something I wonder if he's ever got involved in. Uh, he is, of course, a guy, a well-known sportscaster. Worked many years, many years at ESPN. Moved to Fox Sports at the turn of the century. At the turn of the century. I remember, yeah. At the turn of the century. He is one of uh, Fox Sports's uh, NFL play-by-play announcers. Uh, he, for many years, he's been piloting the pre-race festivities for NASCAR's on Fox package. So that's going to be coming up. And Chris Myers uh, is joining us. That'll be fun because Super Bowl is behind us yes. and Daytona 500 is just around the corner. That's it. That's that's the big time. And there's some new stuff on there for NASCAR we're going to talk to Chris about. In fact, Bob, there is a lot of changes going on with NASCAR right now. So I think, uh, let's see, I believe Chris is, uh, is he waiting for us now? Is he standing by? You know, and this is going to be with the, the start of this year's Daytona 500. It's an anniversary for him because that is the first race he did for Fox Sports, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like 20 years ago, 21 yeah. years ago. Yeah. So how about that? All right. Let's just 
not wait until further ado. Let's just get okay. the ado right into the focus and bring on our guest. Uh, like I said, he's done sports casting and play-by-play in so many different sports. Let's just, I mean, he's done the Westminster Dog Show, for heaven's sakes. And play since he's play. 16, yeah, since he's 16 years old. He did the dog show when he was 16? No, but he started oh, his oh. sports his sports show in Florida when he was 16 years old. Okay, so when we get to be his age, wait a minute, he's younger than us. I know. Oh, That's a scary This part. is what happens when you start young. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, put your hands together. The one, the only, Chris Myers joining us right here on the Talking About Cars podcast. Hey, Chris. And there he is, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, Chris Myers joining us on the there. Talking About Cars right. podcast. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Good to see you, buddy. How you been? It, it, good to be on with you guys. Uh, we finally made it happen. I've been trying to get on for such a long time, but your show is so popular. Yeah, yeah. Me yeah that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's I'll it go, yeah, we'll go with that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chris, for that. All right. We're, we're going to use that for our advertisement now. <laughs> before, well, I appreciate it. Before we start talking about cars, being the sports dude you are, let's take a quick tangent and put the Super Bowl behind us because, you know, let me get your thoughts on that 31-9 Tampa Bay win over the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I know uh, Patrick Mahomes' mom may disagree, but uh, it seemed to be pretty much uh, all Tom Brady and company. Yeah, and it really was, you know, the, the Bucks winning didn't surprise me so much as just that it was so lopsided. I really hadn't seen Patrick Mahomes be that befuddled or defensed so well. A couple of factors, not excuses, but offensive line, not 100%. And, and the toe injury, which later required surgery, you know, it, it gets in your head a little bit. Plus, there's that psychological factor. Bucks at home. Bucks got beat by Kansas City earlier in the year. When you're the winning team, you say, hey, this worked. We keep doing it. When you're the losing team, you say we need to adjust. And they did. The Bucks defense was really outstanding. They could have been the MVP. But just Brady getting to Tampa Bay and how he elevated that team and helped recruit, you know, a, a Fournette, an Antonio Brown, a Gronkowski, uh, and then the mentality of, of uh, Bruce Arians. It really, I thought they were a playoff team. I didn't know they were a Super Bowl winning team. But in this matchup, I, I really liked what they did. And don't blame the officials. It, you know, there were a few calls. There always are. But this one was so dominated by Tampa Bay. It, it could have been uh, a lot worse. Bad, just a bad day, bad game for, for Kansas City. But the Bucks played some of their best football. And that you could see it happening two towards the playoffs when they, you know, they knocked, if you think about the quarterbacks that they beat along the way, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and then Mahomes. And, you know, they beat them in their own building, except for Mahomes winning in New Orleans and Green Bay. And the defense had a lot to do with that. And then Brady, uh, his feeling of the game at age 43, having a, probably a lot more talent to throw to offensively than he ever had in terms of a collection in all those Super Bowl years in, in New England. So the best team uh, did win in what was a crazy year and, and glad that we were able to complete it. Amazing that there were no canceled games that entire NFL season. Well, there were some, not canceled games. There were right. games pushed back. True, yeah, true. games were postponed. Teams right. had to roll with awkward situations. Some it seemed unfair to others based on the the contact tracing and, and what happened. Some of that was brought on by people not being as careful. But to me, when you think of a roster and coaches and all the people involved with 32 teams to go through the whole year and not having a bubble like you did during the season with NBA or, right. or the NHL, uh, it was it was absolutely amazing. So Tampa Bay, but L.A. still has, you know, it's still kind of close, right? Because the Lakers and Dodgers have championships for hockey. They got the Lightning in the NHL 
in Tampa, and then the and then the Bucks in in the in the uh, obviously the Super Bowl in the NFL. So and and so the tiebreaker would be the Dodgers beating Tampa Bay in the World Series. So I think that gives them the edge. But two two great years, or I should say, two great cities getting through a difficult year to have success. All right, last football question, and then we'll get on to cars. Do you have a prediction for next year's Super Bowl? Wow. Okay. Early for that. Uh, <laughs> this is really early, but yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I, I think what, what will fascinate me in the NFL offseason, and we saw it last year with Phillip Rivers, right, moving to the Colts. They make the playoffs. You know, Chicago did some shuffling. You know, they, they made, but, but obviously Brady was the key free agent, probably of all time. When you think about what he brought with him, but amazing that there just weren't more teams going after him. Of course, he kind of handpicked Tampa. Anyway, so, so this year, as we're talking, there's a lot of, which quarterback's going to go where and who's going to be drafted in terms of some young quarterbacks. Uh, and to me, that'll have a lot to do uh, with who gets back to the Super Bowl. Look, the Packers have been to two championship games. They made a change on uh, their defensive coordinator. I think Rodgers still is right up there with, with Mahomes and Brady and some of the great quarterbacks we're talking about. So it wouldn't surprise me to see the Rams and Packers battle uh, in the in the NFC uh, over the AFC, I, I I think you're going to get a little more competition from from Buffalo. That they could go a step further, possibly the the Steelers. So there's a few teams that will automatically be favorites, like Kansas City and New Orleans. But I I, don't, I wouldn't expect those two to be uh, to be back in uh, in the Super Bowl game. All right, very good. No more football, I promise. There we go. Okay. No more, no more football. We can talk Let's, football all day. I, I we, know it's cars, but we can it's talk cars. about cars as long as you want. It is. It's cars. It's, it's cars, but it's also you. It's also okay, you because everybody has a car story. Yeah. So let's talk okay. about your car story. Uh, let's go back into the Wayback Machine uh, to you growing up as a kid. Did you grow up in a Chevy family or a Ford family or... No, I love it. For, I'm definitely Ford family, Ford dominant, but we had relatives in Cleveland, Ohio that were Chevy diehard fans. And my actually, my, I have an older brother and a younger brother that were more into auto racing when I was into other sports growing up, but still a car family. And we would have just when we'd get together with our cousins from Ohio with their Chevy in the phone, then we'd have Ford Chevy kind of head to head <laughs> battles, even in the car, you know, the, the Ford station wagon, the Galaxy, you know, some of those that we uh, that we grew up in. Yeah. Uh, that, but yes, definitely, and still, and still, I would say at least my brothers are. I've kind of grown into some other areas of, but but still a Ford family from that standpoint of, you know, what my dad drove a Ford Bronco, what my brother has driven. So, uh, yeah, definitely the Blue Oval arranged with us. Dad drove a Ford Bronco. Impressive. Yes. Yes. And it went. Oh, and it went. I kept it for over a hundred thousand miles. Really? Wow. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. It, what what kind of did he do any off roading with it? I mean, you're you were from you're, you're from <laughs> Florida, Florida right? yeah, from yeah, Florida, but yeah, from South Florida. But remember the kind that had the kind of the the red and white, almost a maroon and white color. If you remember that two yeah. South Ford Bronco, it was a little yeah. faded kind of. We're going we're going back a bit, and that actually would you know he kind of handed it off to one of my brothers who used it as a second truck to kind of haul stuff around, and uh, in, in, uh, you know in whatever they were doing. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, as a as a kid, Ford station wagons, and some of them are, are a little bit of a blur but that's kind of what we you know we we couldn't afford brand new ones so they were used and, and we had you know of course you'd be in the back and we came from a large family of five kids so we just split up the rows and whoever was I usually was in the back end my youngest brother and that's how we traveled around uh, that's what that was going to be my next question you got the nine passenger and you're facing the back window getting all the smog in <laughs> right there you go inhaling the fumes yeah. right and, and you know of course ashtrays were standard back then of course of, 
A lot That's of our, our, our family relatives, parents smoke like casually and they were you know, outside. Then the smoke would come in from that side. It was just, it's just, <laughs> how, just how we seatbelts were optional, which oh, thank yeah. God we've, we've improved in that area. <laughs> yeah. Stop short and wave as you go by. It's not a problem. Yeah. So, right. so is that how you got your first car is a hand me down from the folks? Yes. It, well, it was not from the folks, but it was kind of a used car, and it was a, uh, a red Ford Falcon, is what ah, I, uh, ah. yeah, and I, I forget the, yeah, well, so I was, it was in the 70s, I was in high school, so I'm trying to remember the year that it might have been, a 70, 70, I didn't have that one long, because I was going to work hard, even as a teenager in high school and working in radio uh, down in Miami, oh, to, well, to, to kind guarantee, of upgrade. That yeah. guaranteed that you yeah. kept it at yeah. least 20 years. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're right, but the way radio... Yeah, the way radio pays, right? So, mm-hmm. but I had a little help with with insurance and that type of thing. And that I, from there, my big step was it wasn't new, but getting a getting a Dodge Charger uh, was kind of my thing. Yeah, it was my that's in high school to be able to afford that, even though it was, was my breakthrough. And then later a Dodge Challenger when I wrecked the Charger uh, because my driving record was a little shaky. Uh, but uh, you know, so, that's oh, we had, by the way the family too. I think my mom drove a Ford Maverick. You remember those? The Ford yep. Mavericks. Oh yeah. Right? Yep, yep, yep. yep. So that was everything when I drove them. He's got, you, get, you got two of the Wait cars I've owned. There we Wait go. Wait a minute. Like one of these? Yeah, there you go. Uh, yay. Okay. Okay. I yes. got this. This is actually from the Reader's Digest back in 1969-70. You That's... could send in like box tops or something, and they would send you a dealer Ford Maverick. Yes, we had the powder, powder blue, though, that, that my mom had. I, I kind of learned to drive on that one. Ah, uh, and, okay. And so uh, from there, let's see what else to. I, and I went to the Dodge, Dodge Charger. So, so then I, uh, it was a. Let's see, in the seven, it was only three or it was only three or four years old. Whereas the Falcon was probably five years old. I right see. There. Okay. But and then I and then and then I got the because the Ford family pressure. My brother, I, I got into a Grand Torino. I bought a Torino with gas. There you go. You'd have to worry about gas prices as much. So I right, look at that back there. Okay. That that was uh, my Maverick. I didn't get the model. Yeah. I got the real thing. What year wow. is that one? What year? Seventy one. 71. Okay. So yeah. my, we might have been a little bit later because it didn't have as much chrome on it, or maybe if it wasn't as souped up as, as yours. Is that souped? It looks a little souped up. No, that's oh, actually it's... stock. It was the Graber model. It was their uh, performance oh. appearance because they never okay. had horsepower. They had performance appearance. <laughs> that's great. I was th- thankful that I never had, uh, no offense, but to, I, we owned a Pinto. That was, we drew the line on safety somewhere. Remember the remember the gremlin too that back oh yeah yeah just like yeah it was like a hazard waiting to happen i i just you know i thank goodness people we moved on from those ah yes back when we thought this is the stupidest design ever who's gonna buy a car without a trunk you know that kind of thing but if it's affordable if it was affordable and you could get a car as a you know that was a big right that was a big step in your in your life to get, you know, to get your driver's license. Yep. And I don't know if, if, if younger people today, like, you know, my son obviously is not as 20, but they weren't in as much a hurry to get the license to get their own car. No. There was that sense of freedom oh, to no. get out. Maybe they live through their iPhones. I don't know how they, yeah. how they do it, but that was a big deal for me in my time. Wow. Charger and Challenger. I like that. Yes. That's and then a good. grand, and then a grand, grand Torino gas heater, which was like, I felt like I was driving a tank after those, it, those cars. It, it wasn't a red and white Starsky and Hutch version, was it? No, no. It was <laughs> oh, kind, okay. of, kind of a gold version. It was kind of, kind of, 
Morning, but then later I, I when I when I got a little a little money and was working at local TV. So Randy, that's where you know that's where the money radio. Ah, uh, yes. So when I get, you know, I was I was uh, kind of okay. I'm on the air a little bit. So I, my big dream car there was an RX7. You remember those? The oh gold? yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, it was. I had yeah. a red one and a gold one with the, the hatchback roof that you had. To, so you didn't want a convertible necessarily, but you, you have to lift out the roof. Right. Um, and I rolled one of those, of course, which was a, a rough story, but thankfully Chris, it was okay. So, you seems so. like such a normal, calm, everyday guy that follows the rules. Is there a? There well, is, is there like a little side to you that we never knew about? Well, it's reason that later I'm covering NASCAR for Fox. <laughs> yeah. I get behind the wheel and I, I think I can like take off and go anywhere. And you can, you have certain, I remember that there's the, there's, there was like two days after I got the red RX-7 flashy, bright color. Red. So cool. And I'm driving up to a local uh, TV in New Orleans, for the CBS uh, affiliate there flying down the ice and a cop pulls me over and he was like, he leaned in. He said, son, this car goes pretty fast, doesn't it? And I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know how fast? I was like, I wasn't really looking at the speedometer. He's like, get out, show me your license and registration. Anyway, uh-huh. It didn't go well. So I learned to, to drive more safely after a few, uh, a few. but I'm not a real handy guy with cars. It's funny, my dad could change oil and an engine and my my, my, my brother with a fuel pump, whatever carburetors. With. I, I always just, you know, watched. And he was like, come here, you'll learn something. Instead, I was trying to, I was watching football or baseball. And it, <laughs> it, it, it later, funny story, change of tire. You ready for this? Go ahead. Uh, all right, so if you have time, I have one of the RX-7s. I'm in New Orleans. I'm doing the 5 o'clock sports during the, the week, and, and it's uh, noon. So I rush out to the car. I'm running a little late, and the car has a flat tire. So I, I have triple A. So I, I go, well, I, you know, I, I, didn't, I wasn't really handy with changing the tire, but I'll just do this myself because I'm going to hurry. I threw it on, and I didn't realize the lug nuts. Again, I was probably early 2021 20, to uh, whatever. I was on TV early. Anyway, I didn't realize the lug nuts all had to be fastened very tight. So <laughs> Oops. I... I <laughs> I back out. I'm in a hurry. I get on that the, the I-10 Express, fly down to the station. There, it's about a 20 minute drive. And as I'm flying, it's getting bumpy and it's getting bumpy. And all of a sudden, I see the I, <laughs> the car dips, and I see the the, the wheel go fl- roll flying off into the air. As I'm <laughs> Steer the car up there. Oh, and she first I had to bring the car to a halt, sliding off to the side. Or then I'm trying to keep an eye on the tire. I don't want it to so go it rolls into the other lane through the median. And there's a woman driving bounced off the front of her car. Thankfully, she was okay. She swerved to the to the median. I uh, jump out, you know, I run over, make sure she's okay. She was fine. The insurance card will take care of things. Uh, the, the tow truck drove me into this. I was like five minutes to five into the, the producer wrote things up for me. And I, I had to jump the sweating in my suit, do the sports cast, and then out of there, go back and spend hours with the insurance and, and all of that type of thing. So ever since then, I kind of learned to let somebody else call AAA, have somebody else change the tire. Unless okay, so now. Don't let you drive in a, in a celebrity race, and you can't work on the pit crew. That's it, right there. You're right, pit crew. I, and that's why I have such an appreciation for not only the drivers of NASCAR, but for the pit crews and how quick and efficiently uh, that they that they do things. So, I'm crossing um, out the question. Gee, why did they pick you to do NASCAR? Okay, <laughs> all right, that, that, that works. Well, because I relate, I relate to the everyman who, who watches NASCAR. And, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's probably that's sure. probably why. Funny story true story that a lot of what i told that to i think it was kevin harvick or one of the you know one night we were sitting around with some of the dry and they would never let me forget it the stories raged on it. everybody in nascar must know it by now they keep bringing it up uh, and teasing me about it but it really happened so it was a learning experience just like some of my my exceeding the speed limit 
Okay, so in our open, uh, we had asked the question, I asked the question of Bob, had you ever driven a race car on a track? Because I too, at one point when I was in Reno many years ago, I was in a celebrity race and they put me behind the wheel of a hollowed out 64 Galaxy and we had to do the, we had to do the figure eight race. And of course, the, the Ford obviously did not go very fast and I kept flooring it and I kept wedged between other cars. Had you ever been in that situation where you got to do something like that? Well, I did I, bumper cars. I was pretty good. No, but I <laughs> bumper I cars. All right. So I'm kidding. But I no, I did get uh, when NASCAR, when Fox first got to NASCAR, I was able to uh, out at the California, but then the California Speedway, you know, and, and also in Charlotte, uh, get out, not not racing against other cars, but getting out in a, in a race car. And and getting the feel of handling it and driving it and the speed and again I didn't and 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 so that that was a cool experience but it just reminded me uh, how I how I how wildly I, I drove when I was on my way to work so like man these guys I didn't I couldn't even get up to some of the speeds that they were with the banking and and uh, just the feel of being in the car so that was a really that was a cool experience. I did it two ways one where I was behind the wheel and one where I had somebody driving and I rode along to kind of make sure they did they like they'd heard stories they didn't want to let me out on my own <laughs> because those cars cost a lot of money you know yeah you know, like you know mm -hmm. but the great the great experience was I had a couple it was a few years ago at the Daytona 500 on that track you know with the, the 30 plus degree banking at Daytona and Daryl Walter we did it for a feature running in the Fox pre-race show Daryl the Hall of Fame driver um, he was driving a limo and I was supposed to be sitting in the back with a, you know, a martini glass. And, and so we were doing the shoot of the glass, had the thing so it wouldn't spill and all that. We were, you know, had the cover on, but we did the bit. And then Daryl goes, Hey, let's really see how this goes. And he took off and I was like rolling around back and forth of the, uh, of the, of the limo. I'm like, easy, you know, easy. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go. So Daryl had a little fun with that. Gave me a, a totally different experience for, uh, uh, for what drivers go through. But yes, that's, and that's why I, it's something I would could never attempt to do. And it's funny, I was just talking recently with Chase Elliott, son of Bill Elliott, mm -hmm. uh, the, the 2020 NASCAR champ in the nine, the famous nine car with Hendrick Chevrolet. And I was asking him a little bit about, you know, because people always ask me, is a driver really an athlete? And he was like, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. You know, you need skill, hand-eye coordination. Now you can be fit. But, the, the, you know, the athletes, they're different modes, soccer, NBA, whatever you're doing, NFL player. Um, but but drivers have to have a certain set of skills and, and certainly, and training, and you put in the effort. But I don't, you know, Certainly, I, I I didn't have that kind of thing, even when I'm driving to work, apparently. So I have to be careful. All right. Well, new season of NASCAR starts at Daytona this year. And it's hard to believe, Chris, that you've been with uh, NASCAR on Fox since the turn of the century. Turn of the century. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That that sounds, hey, yeah, like turn it around, remember? <laughs> Back in the olden days. Yeah. 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 Buddy, this is your 20th year with them now, 21st, actually. 20th. Yes, technically. Congratulations right. on that. So, Thanks. what do you see really as some of the top storylines you're going to be looking at this year? Well, uh, number one, the, the 63rd running of the Daytona 500, which other than winning a, a championship in the sport is always the most important, unique that they start with their, their biggest race, their Super Bowl, if you want to call it that, in, in NASCAR. And Denny Hamlin, who's now 40 years old, Joe Gibbs Racing, Toyota, uh, now he's involved in ownership, too, with Michael Jordan and the 23 race team that has Bubba Wallace behind the wheel. So some unique circumstances. But Hamlin, as far as the Daytona 500 goes and going into the year, has never won a championship. He's been close. 
and he has won three Daytona 500s, but he's won the last two, and nobody has ever won three straight Daytona 500s, and he's got a pretty good shot in this 40-car field of, of doing that, which would be amazing history. He's also had the two closest ever finishes in the Daytona 500 and one of those was like a tenth of a second I mean that's a blink of an eye it's amazing when you when you talk about a photo finish so those are a couple for the the Daytona 500 that kind of uh, stand out. Uh, obviously, the, the sport has become a lot safer, uh, thankfully, haven't had. The, 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 we had Ryan Newman, who last year wasn't that far away from winning, uh, Rocket Man, they called. He had that horrific crash, uh, which caught everybody's attention, and yet, you know, he was able to walk away unharmed, at least once he got checked at the, at the hospital, and he's back to race uh, again. So, it, kind of a sentimental. Uh, choice for some people, even though he has he has won before, and and Ford, Chevy, Toyota. There's a lot of drama, and then the other story for this Daytona 500 is is some guys who have been champions of the sport and have won a lot of races almost everywhere else, but they haven't won the Daytona 500. And Kyle Busch comes to mind, and also Brad Brad Keselowski. So we got a Toyota guy and a, and a Ford guy. That if one of those were to break through, but you know, Super Speedway Daytona that track. You have to do some drafting. You, you got to be good and lucky because you can get caught up in big wrecks. Uh, and it, it, and I think a lot of drivers like there's more road courses this year in NASCAR. And I think a lot of them th feel that some of those uh, tracks, you know, they are a little bit more in the hands of the driver. Whereas this one, you know, there's a high risk reward that that you can only control so much because of the speed and what's going on uh, with the other drivers around you. All right, with uh, NASCAR, you've seen the, a lot of changes over the last 20 years. One of the things that has always kind of eaten at me is they've gone from recognizable somewhat cars to now we're running Mustangs and Camaros and a Toyota that have no visible appearance Andrews. other than stickers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it used to be, remember the, what was the old song, you know, you, you, you race on Sunday, you, you sell, sell it on Monday, right? Right. right. And where there's, you, you know, I would like to see a Bu you know, Buick Pontiac Dodge back in it. I, I, heck, I'd like to see, you know, Honda and Mercedes uh, get involved. I think NASCAR would too, uh, depending on the economics. Uh, and, and those are some things, there are some in, in the works. But yeah, part of that was to balance out the competition so that like Richard Petty just wouldn't win every week. You know, it's like, uh, it, it, you, know, you don't want to get it so lopsided. Even so, last year there was, a, I don't know, five or six drivers that won the majority of the races. But what, what was good in, in last year, you had more green flag passes. You had, you know, half the races were decided you know, within a few seconds or a last lap pass. So th that's the idea. Now you can make the cars, they're still right. There's the Toyota Camry, the, the, the Chevy Camaro and the Ford Mustang. Uh, but the labels uh, the, and a lot of the engines are, are kept the same. People try to bend the rules, of course, a little bit mm -hmm. to, to make them faster. But but you really want the driver to make the difference and you want the, the manufacturers or their engines and cars they put out there to be as competitive as they can. It's, it, it's, it's just, it had to change a little bit, I, I think, because of where the sport has gone, but I would like to see uh, some of the other manufacturers get involved then a little more separation in the look of the car. So it looks more like the car we would buy or drive, but again, the engine is different and, and, and certainly the material in terms of making it safer roof flaps and, and some of the, sure. the, the inside set up things like that. No, I agree. And and I was mentioning this to Bob beforehand about how it reminds me of remember motorific cars when we were kids that basically it was all the same mechanics underneath. You just slap a body on it. Right. And right. You could, no matter what you put on a uh, pickup truck. OK, uh, Chevy, uh, Ford. And it was basically the same 
stuff inside. And I agree with you. It'd be great to see more cars that actually look like cars you would see in your dealership. Yeah. Even if you had, um, and I know it would be costly, I think is from what I'm on but even if you had, you know, different types of Toyotas in there, a Camry, you know, or a Lexus or different types of, of Chevys uh, uh, or Fords that, uh, you know, if we can't go too far out of, uh, of the range, but, and that may happen in the future. I, uh, I don't know where now, I mean, NASCAR, I'll give them credit for off of last year. They were the first sport, remember to, again, a little bit more able to do that with a driver in a car with the, with the pandemic and how you do things without a, without a crowd and limitations of the pit crew. Um, but they're, they're trying to rework the schedule. They're trying to th- make things a little more fan friendly and TV uh, friendly as well, but keep the, the speed factor, the risk reward, uh, the heated competition where drivers can get close and, and uh, you know, go after each other, go door to door and rubbing his race and all the fun expressions that we've had through the years. Especially with NASCAR, that's that's where it's been. Yeah, the days of uh, AJ Foyt, and yeah. they're they're gone. And right. Recognizable. This driver always right. drive like Petty. Like you said, yes. Petty was known for his Mopars, although he right. had a heck of a uh, run with General Motors vehicles. Right. Uh, and there were various General Motors vehicles being used. Now we've got, like you said, the Solara, the Mustang, and the Camaro, uh, yeah. and they really don't even look like what they're supposed to be. It's just yep. it's just the badge. Well, and, and it was weird, you know, you, you had um, even Bill Elliott, right, came from a Ford background and then, of course, later Dodge. I mean, obviously, drivers, I think even Tony Stewart changed over and then became, you know, he, he went to Ford before he was Chevy and there was a little bit of a Toyota in there. So, uh, but, you know, you have to go where the money is or where the sponsorships are. And thanks for the correction on, on, the, Toyota, on the Toyota as well. Sorry, the Camry's in my head. That's well, <laughs> no, it, it, is, it is the Camry, I believe. I believe yeah, it is Ford, Camry. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, the I think Solaris, it it's, I'm thinking Solar because I still equate NASCAR with two-door vehicles. Okay. And the Solar is the two-door. And, you know, it was like when Dodge was still running in NASCAR, it was a Charger. But that's four-door. Yeah. But that's they right. had it set up so it didn't look like a Charger. Right. Or it didn't so look what, like a four-door. Right. More of a two-door, which was a sporty, you know, the sport yeah. image, which is what yeah. you want to race in. Yeah. I got to ask this. I'm just looking behind you. Is Are you a Beatles fan? Uh, yeah, my, so my son's room with oh. a definite, he, he is, uh, uh, it's funny, uh, because he's a younger generation, but a music aficionado who plays instruments and, and loves the history of music and, and is a uh, Beatles fanatic and, and has been. Um, and so, yeah, well, and, and so we have some, and I threw some of my sports stuff behind here. I can, I tried to put my Emmy out, but I, I guess you can't see. So usually I carry it around in the neighborhood and, <laughs> and just, so the people will Wait ask, and, you know, and, and what they usually say is, oh, is there a garage sale? I'm like, no, I wasn't. Yeah. Okay, I we'll just hold yeah. on to these. Oh, and, there. Oh, 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 oh come on. I got no, it. I'm is sorry. That, is that for real, Bob, or is that that he? No, oh, this um, this is a well. Okay. This is an L.A. Emmy, which is okay. you know, but it's, still, hey, L.A. is big. L.A. is yeah. L.A. is you know better LA than Poughkeepsie. Big, but, but, yes, but mine's a national Emmy. I competed against. Oh, every that's right. Other, you you yeah. win. So. This is as close as I get, guys. Come on. What is that? Oh, hey, what's, oh, oh the okay. gas station. And, and, and a car, yeah, a car show. I won a trophy. Dang, all right. We all have <laughs> trophies. We all have trophies. We do. We do. I was doing. Uh, I was doing one of our one of these in our virtual world like this with uh-huh. Joe Buck, and I, I was interviewing him, and I had my one Emmy behind, and he he was sitting like by his face. He goes, "Oh, we're going to do that." So, and he reached out, he started loading up. He had like seven or eight Emmys. He lined up in a row. I couldn't see him. Well, he was a good sport from all of his play-by-play NFL World Series, et cetera. So anyway, Man. but they're good to have. I don't. They don't. Yeah. You know, they don't. It's just you, once you get one, it's like, uh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's a nice know, thing to have. How many do you need? 
Chris. Right. Right. Oh, how many can I get? Yes, you know? can you, I mean, does it really validate? And it, it really is true because there's times where you do things that you think that's more deserving of some kind of accolade. Yeah, uh, but you don't you don't get it, and and uh, so it's not nice at all. To, I, who needs it's that? nice to have? I but this is breaking news that Randy has. Uh, no, was that, was that <laughs> yeah. no, this is from a long time ago. This oh, is, it is okay. Yeah, and, this uh, is from. Because remember, it's been so long. Twenty nineteen. They hold nineteen ninety seven. When I was okay. on TV at the LA Fox affiliate. So well, oh, there yes, you, uh, right. Okay. And I was over so. at ESPN. Yeah, I was doing yeah. the, uh, the, the up close show in the 90s with From LA, took over for uh, Roy Firestone, who That's right. created the show. Yep. Right. They hired you. I was gone. See, you know, it's all how that money thing works, <laughs> but that's something different. We're going to take good. a break. And of course, when we come back with Chris, he's going to tell us more about what's going on in NASCAR. We want to find out. Chris's list of the cars one day he really wants. We'll talk about that coming up on the Talking okay. About Cars podcast on radio.com and the Two Tired Guys YouTube channel right after this. Back again, Randy Cardoon, Hot Rod Bob Beck, and our guest, Chris Myers of Fox Sports, as we get ready for Daytona 500 coming up. And of course, we're showing Chris the other way to do a podcast, one that will maybe help his own podcast get as popular as this. Sure. Chris mm-hmm. Myers, tell us about your podcast. <laughs> well, no, I, well, I, well, I'm going to look, I began in radio. So I'm an old radio guy. What I liked about the podcast option, CMI, Chris Myers interview on podcast one, is that it's, it's, we don't put people on so they don't have to worry about the camera and all that. You just talk like, and you, it's a conversation that you're listening in on. Uh, Chase Elliott uh, spoke to him recently about a number of things beyond, beyond racing. I've had Jerry Rice on, uh, just a, a number of different people that, uh, uh, you know, Urban Meyer was on Jimmy Johnson so I, I like it because it's almost like doing a, a radio interview but you don't have to take the commercial breaks you can go for 30 40 minutes tell long stories have a conversation uh, so that's fun and then uh, yeah so it's available on podcast one or apple podcast CMI Chris Myers interview with their lineup and then that's uh, Chris Myers Fox is where we are on Instagram and the on uh, Twitter the underscore uh, Chris Myers to follow uh, things that I'm doing either with the podcast or with uh, Fox FS1 and also the Marquee Sports Network, which uh, brings uh, carries Cubs broadcast. I've done some sports trivia shows. I'll be doing some play by play there and, and some other studio interview shows. Uh, so it keeps uh, it keeps me busy. But that's what's cool about it. this. Is what's fun about this podcast, too. Um, you know, we just kind of talk and ramble and sometimes you don't have to prepare. I, mean, I don't know nope. if you guys did. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Nope. But, <laughs> that's why I have our, that's why I have the Emmy standing by. Randy did his homework. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you, yeah, you don't want it to sound like the typical, I mean, we, that's why you like the variety of, you know, what that edited down rehearsed kind of that's thing, right. you know, I didn't know what I was in for with you guys. I put yeah. on my seatbelt. Oh, a lot of people yeah. say that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. All right. Let's get back to, Chris Myers, man of a thousand car stories. What are what are the cars in your garage right now? Uh, we have in the family. I have, I have a Mercedes uh, E Class, which was, that was my kind of my dream. Once I got through my you know, different cars that I talked about, like boy, one day I want to buy a brand new Mercedes sedan. You know, and it would be, again, we didn't know what variety and how expensive. You can go way up on those, as you know, cost wise. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a big purchase the car guy, not a lease, because I like once I get used to it, keeping it until Smart, man. things become outdated or, or safety. But then, you know, everybody has their preference. I, know I have friends that want to change cars every two years. So we have we have that We uh, my, my son drives a Honda Accord. 
that he that he's had from we got him late and then through college and he and he doesn't want to you know he likes it he feels comfortable so he hasn't moved on and my wife is a is a high energy plug-in prius let's save the planet save gas uh think wants to go towards tesla all uh maybe all electric at some point but because of the you know the charging stations and timing so we also have a prius that's part uh energy and part uh, fuel, which uh, it's, uh, I think they have a hundred thousand. There's another one that we, we don't want to get rid of, like maybe a hundred thousand miles, but they, uh, in fact, Toyota called and said, hey, uh, we want to examine and take a look at this. You have this, we'll give you a new battery yeah, because this car keeps rolling. So they did, they kept it for a week, tested some things and gave a, gave a new battery. So that's the, um, that's the lineup. Did you uh, have to uh, pay for the battery? So no, no, they gave it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah as, as 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 a way to look at the car and observe and, and check mileage and things how it works. So it's kind of kind of their research, which was kind of a yeah. cool thing. So I'm trying wow. to figure out why it's still running is you know. <laughs> yes, I, <laughs> it had nothing. Yes, nothing caught on fire yet. So. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's always a good a thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, ins they installed the receptacle inside. You can plug it in your toaster. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not because here's the thing, and I I because I don't drive. You know, you figure in the live in Southern California, you drive a lot. Uh, but I don't because I travel a lot. So, you know, flying to NFL games or NASCAR using rental cars. So I, it's not like I would have time to drive a lot of cars at home. You know, so if I had a collection of car, if I, you know, just was sitting around and say, hey, I'd get one of these or get one of those uh, certain cars that I, that I like to drive. But I, I am the kind of guy that once I'm comfortable in a car and I've, you know, try different, you know, when you're on the road, it's fun to have some different rental cars. You go for a sports car, you go for some SUVs. I mean, it, that's kind of my, where I get a break in terms of variety uh, to kind of test out uh, diff different types and, uh, and have, uh, yeah, a lot of them seem like a blur to me because, you know, you can, you can upgrade, but there's a lot of fun cars to drive. And I, I, I've, as you know, I've had to tone down my thoughts of being a race car driver behind the wheels from my earlier years. So I, I'm kind of a boring driver in that sense. Yeah. I still get a little in a hurry at a road rage, but but I also, um, you know, have to <laughs> adhere to the adhere to the laws that I'm more the sedan type than than the sports car type now at this stage of, of my driving experience. Note to self: Do not go in a car with Chris Meyer. <laughs> okay, oh, this, check this, the lug nuts. Right, check the lug nuts. <laughs> The mature, experienced uh, Chris Myers. Yeah. What other what other tire changing story that I should have learned from before the, what I told you? I was a teenager working in radio in Miami Beach on WKAT and driving home from the late shift after midnight across the causeway. And and I see, I remember the uh, I forget the type of car, but they had the wood paneling on it. Yeah. Uh, the station wagon, and yeah. I don't know if it was, yeah, wood whether it was a Ford, yeah, and this was an older, older model, and and this this older woman had her car broken down. It was late at night, you know, she didn't she didn't have anybody there to help her out, but the, but her car was older and it had kind of a you know the wood had worn down, the car was a little, had rust that type of thing. But so I, I pull over. I said, "Hey, are you okay?" And this was before we had the cell phone thing. And I said, uh, "She says, yeah, my car broke. The tire's flat tire. I can't. I don't know that I have everything to change it." And I'm this, <laughs> so I'm thinking, "Well, I don't. You know, I'm not really the type." I said, "I I could drive somewhere and tell a gas station or someone to tow, or or is there somebody I'll drive and, and tell somebody to." and call uh and so she said well no i really i just think we should try to fix the tire i'm thinking we, we that kind of means me so i said well <laughs> i said yeah okay what's uh is that is this the jack in here what you know i mean so anyway we i start and i and i put the thing the jack and people i put the jack into the side of the wood as i'm cranking it, no. it's going it, it's yeah, it's going into the wood and into the <sighs> car 
Yeah, and the car is tilting, and she's like, I don't think, is that is that right? I was like, I'm just trying to lift it up, lady, and get the tire on. We didn't even get to the lug nuts on this one. So uh, thank God, because I think I was ruining her car, but a, a state trooper uh, had noticed uh, this 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 guy trying to fix a tire, <laughs> and he <laughs> pulled over and put his lights on. It was like, son, here, step aside. And in a matter of moments, he, of course, he couldn't fix the wood and the damage in the car. <laughs> like I, a good neighbor, Chris Myers he, is there. He, yeah. he corrected her. Uh, he got her tire on. And I said, look, for the damage there, I can, ha- you know, I can have my dad help me pay for it. She's like, no, no, no. I said, no, it's an old car. I'm just glad, you know, you helped to try or tried to help me uh, go on, on my way. And the state trooper said, son, let, uh, let the professional, <laughs> the professional. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. Some, yeah, yes. somewhere there's somebody trying to restore this station wagon right now. <laughs> trying and, to uh, figure out how, that, yeah. how did they get a dent from the bottom up? I don't know. Yeah. How does that happen? How do you, <laughs> I was like, I was like, that was really the first experience with. So I, then after my lug done, I am, I am just I'm done changing tires. I don't care what, what's happening. So, okay, yeah. so of all the cars you've had, including certain ones that uh, we won't get into, uh, if you had a chance to get one of them back, what would it be? Probably the the, the Dodge. It was a blue Dodge. Well, the, the Dodge Charger was gold. The Dodge Challenger was like a blue, and that was after and that and that year. I wish I could remember. It was a seventy something. Maybe you guys would know the exact seventy one through seventy four. Seven. Well, yeah. seventy. So I think seventy three yeah. might have been the the look okay. of it. It had the. Do you remember? And this was a moment where when I got this, my brother teased me. The the great Steve McQueen movie, the Chase movie, Bullet, where he's a cop in San Francisco. Right. He's in a Ford Mustang. Right. And the, and the the two bad guys are in a Dodge. I think it is a charge, a charger. charger, charger. Yeah. Yeah. Charger. They were in yeah. charger. Yeah. So that's the, he teased me about that because he had a Mustang and he was a Ford guy. And he's like picking on me for leaving the Ford family. But I just liked the look of not only the charger, but then the challenger had that kind of a, a kind of a low, almost like teeth of a shark or a Barracuda grill. Um, but anyway, Plymouth Barracuda. Uh, but that's probably the one I'd like to have back and clean it up. And it just it just had a, some cool moments for me at the at the, at the time. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. You know, of course, if you, if you remember what happened to that Dodge Charger in the movie, it hit a gas station. And <laughs> but they know that the not going to yes i read it was a bad ending for bad guys but at least they, <laughs> yeah. you know i saw the tire come off too i think I yeah i think you're right yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 chris do you have a list i know everybody seems to uh a list of the top cars you would like someday give me like your top three that if you well, could okay. buy anything you would buy that well, I think certainly uh, a Ford Mustang, probably in that '60s era, if it was in great, you know, in mint condition, that that kind of represents a thought, kind of what we were talking about a, a little bit. I, you know, I'm not so much old school car collector. I have friends that have them, but I would want a car I could drive. You know, Mercedes to me, the the upscale Mercedes. It's the ride. It's the feel. I guess if I was going to be a snob, you know, about things, a Rolls Royce or you know, the, the ghost or, or even a Bentley, you know, and I, you see them around how, you know, and all the neighbors, not all the neighbors, but some of them have them who've, who've done very well or who want to put their money into cars to, to that degree. So those are kind of some of the ones off the, off the top of my head. But uh, as I said, I, I'm, I'm less of a car collector 
than I am once I have my car. I still, it's funny, I grow, you know, it looks at me like, uh, you know, like uh, all of a sudden where we hit the skids when I'm washing my own car and waxing it. But I do that once in a while because it just takes me back to my roots, you know, how I grew up, you know, and that, and that kind of a thing. My dad did it, my brothers did it. And, and, and they always they always have a line when I'm out there, that, hey, you want to do mine next? I'm like, no, no, <laughs> yeah, no. there you go. Yeah, everybody does that. Yeah, that's that, right. So watch but, your uh, car, but don't touch the lug nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. They don't know that story. That's <laughs> they don't know. They do now. <laughs> right. yeah, Everybody of, knows you know, that story. Before I got into radio, that was part of like lawn service and clean, washing, cleaning cars for this company, where it's kind of my, my side job as teenager, as a teenager. So cleaning cars, I'm pretty good at. Um, you know, <laughs> tire repair, fixing the car, not so much. Even driving, a little shaky. Wow. Now, you also did something for Fox. You uh, basically did play-by-play -play of the Westminster Dog Show. Yes, big. So uh, you're doing it again this year? Assume yes, they it, have it. Yes, and it has been moved. It's usually in February at Madison Square Garden, the longest uh, consecutive running sporting event uh, after the Kentucky Derby uh, in, in, in the history of this country. And uh, I grew up with dogs, dog lover. Again, not not so much uh, show dogs. You know, we had all kinds of dogs in our neighborhood and that type of thing. And if, but I, I never showed them or, or was a was a trainer or that type of thing. So. It'll be in June. It's going to be, it's, it's, it'll be somewhere in New York in, the, uh, it's called the Lyndhurst Estate. So it's, I think it's in Westchester County. So more a little bit of an outdoor, almost like on a polo grounds with a tent. And this is because of COVID they had to, to, to move it, but to keep it going. And it will be on, on Fox uh, on the network. And, and uh, I really enjoy it. Just being around dogs, the process. And, and also it's like doing uh, whether it's NASCAR or a football game, because I have a, a judge, a former judge and a former groomer or dog trainer, uh, someone who's shown dogs and they're, they're the analysts, you know, so I really get to ask the, the questions. And the one thing they told me, of course, when I came into this, because I, I, I am a big fan of comedians and have always been outside of sports that, you know, the best in show is hysterical, but please, you know, don't, don't go there. Uh, you can have fun with it. So, so that was kind of the, the boundary of some of the things that I had to kind of guide through it, but I really do enjoy it. And, the, the, the number of breeds and, and obviously the serious competition, the, the way they get the seven categories and then decide on on best in show is uh, it's a fascinating process. Very different from uh, obviously as a, as a sports broadcaster, you approach things each you know, each way for that sport, football, baseball, uh, NASCAR and, and the dog show. And I, I find it very now the, the, the comments I make under my breath are some of the humorous things I think about kind of kind of helps speed up the process in my mind. But it certainly is worth watching. Uh, how do you yeah, how do you talk about a dog that just spins out? <laughs> well, they don't. That's the other thing. They're very well behaved, and I, you know, I mean, I, I guess if I was a groomer, I could handle that rather than handle lug nuts. But, but I have, <laughs> there you go. I have observed. I have observed the process. Of how, but these dogs, I mean, they live. You know, the ones that reach the highest level, they come to New York. I mean, they live like kings. I mean, they they're, they're treated like superstar athletes. It's uh, it's really interesting. Wow. Of course, uh, Chris is going to be doing NASCAR on Fox starting uh, this coming weekend, and that's going to be – how many weeks do you guys get this year? How many we go races? all the way to mid, yeah, mid-June, the all, right to the All-Star Race, uh, right. which is in Texas this year. And I'm, I'm just on the – I just do the pre-race show 
with Jeff Gordon and Clint Boyer, who then move up to the booth with Mike Joy to call the action. Clint Boyer, it's his first year doing this full time. Jeff Gordon, of course, the Hall of Famer, uh, you know, four time NASCAR champ, three time Daytona 500 winner, who's, who's kind of one of the great faces of, of NASCAR and has really brought them forward. Terrific guys, different personalities, which I'm looking forward to. It's a little bit of the Howie Long, Terry Bradshaw kind of vibe. And, you know, one's the beer drinking dirt track guy, the other one's the Madison Avenue SoCal guy, or Northern California in this case uh, with, uh, with Jeff Gordon. But they're both very, very knowledgeable. Uh, about the sport and have had success in different ways. So it's a lot of fun uh, to do that. Well, we're looking forward to not only that, but also you talking to their kids, because when you talk to some of the uh, driver's kids, even though they're really young, it's pretty funny stuff. Pretty Thanks for bringing No, thank you for bringing that up, Randy. And, and Bob, because I, we, we started a few years ago and they, they all, you know, as the drivers have gotten older, they have four or five-year-old. And we did, uh, we've done some different, Kidding with Chris, they call it, on all the pre-ratios. And, and for this, because of, of this year, we, we did homeschooling. So I was like this with, uh, I think we, we had Eric Almirola, Kyle Bush's kids, and, and one of their daughters. And, and we asked them different uh, terminology about racing and uh, tried to keep their attention. So we had like a, we had a little geography about NASCAR. We had a little uh, math about NASCAR and some vocabulary. And they were, they were terrific. Uh, we'll put it together for Sunday. Uh, it's one o'clock Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the pre-race. Yeah, what they kids, it just can't go. It's the old let them just be kids. Uh, they they steal the show. You never know, Chris. You're, you're getting involved in all sorts of stuff there, and good luck. And it's been fun having you on the show. Don't forget yeah. to thank you for joining us, and don't forget to remember to listen out there, like and share. Most important, subscribe to our little audio podcast that could. The video podcasts are on our Two Tired Guys Productions YouTube channel. When you subscribe, well, you'll get notified when a new show goes up. So by subscribing, you help us, we help you. Help us, we help you. Follow us on social media. Check out Chris's show on uh, Podcast One. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well. Until next time, I'm Randy. That's Bob. That's Chris. Having fun talking about cars. We'll see you next time, everybody. Take care.